0: Welcome to another edition of the Bones of Advertising. I'm Craig McLeod, and this guy here is John
1: Douglas. And today we're going to talk to you about what, JD? We, my friend, we. okay, Did you like that seamless bit of buddy, buddy Zoom role play there? We, my friend, we. Yeah, I did. I love it. That. It's great. Like a wiggle. We are going to delve into. Science, we're going to go. We're going to delve into the uh, the so the proof behind the need to advertise. Are we By- talking a little bit of Byron Sharp, my boy? Is that where we're headed? Phone we're going to pick today is science, science, science. my friend. Science, science. new with science, yes. My, science, lovely, love that. Science, there's a science of advertising, imagine that, you know. Someone, yes, the, the, you're right. The uh, the Ehrenberg Bass Institute in Adelaide. Yep. And the magnificent work of uh, um, uh, Byron Sharp and uh, I forget the names of all his. Uh, um, oh, there's
0: about three or four doctors on the list there. We've got Doctor. Professor Rachel Kennedy. We've got obviously Byron Sharp. We've got Virginia Beale. We've got Nicole Hartnett. Professor Doctor? Professor, doctor, doctor, professor, professor, doctor. But there's a bunch of them. But the good thing is the stuff they turn out, we love very There's, guy, there's another guy in there who's not a doctor. He just like just appears at the end. Yeah. No, that's Adam uh Gelzinis. Yeah, yeah. Gelzinis? Yeah. We'll get Look that up. right. We'll put that in properly.
1: Galzinus. Galzinus, yes. Very like a like a, a very smart man. Like you got all these doctors, professors, professor doctors, professor doctors, and Adam. Yeah, Adam's yeah.
0: There as well. So yeah. Adam must do. The, he must do the like the grunt work. He must be like the number cruncher. <laughs> he's, he's like doing all the heavy lifting down the back. And all he's the, got the guns of the, the <laughs> doctors. He's just the one there shovelling, doing all the work while they're going.
1: All right, <laughs> oh,
0: You guys, you guys go.
1: <laughs> uh, we love Adam. We love him. <laughs> we love him. He's a gun. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah. But this is a fantastic report. This is just a it is, um, isn't it. There's a magnificent piece of uh, of proper brain work, as I like to call it. Yeah, so just set the scene for us historically, JD. So they've been
0: following 57 brands in Australia for the last 10 years, right? And over that period of time, they've been able to get a bunch of information, obviously from these brands to be able to track what's happened, what happens when they spend, when they don't spend, you know, larger brands, smaller brands, but basically there's 57 brands. And recently they've been able to put out some results of the study that sort of talk about what happened relative to COVID. So when people stopped advertising for a period of time and the effect that had on sales, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 let me do a. Let me do my uh, my best impression of a, of of, of a, an advertising graph that when you when you don't. it started here and it went.
0: Although some of the big brands, as we'll talk about as we go through,
1: for the first couple of years, continued this. <laughs> Because, because what as is. they say, as they say in the study, and as they've said in their book, "How Brands Grow." Let's give, yep. uh, let's give Byron and the gang a little bit of a plug here. Love that!
0: Again, we love that and, and how it works and what it means, and we definitely follow it with a lot of our work that we do here as well. So definitely, uh, yeah, a shout out to How Brands and Grow. If you want to get a good idea of how to do it properly, read that book.
1: Yeah, read that book. And if you're in, into luxury brands, then read their follow-up book, How Luxury Brands Grow. Now, yep. They're very uh, they're very scientific about the way they go about naming things, obviously. I
0: wonder if they'll do the next one, JD, that's sort of in line of this article, How Small Brands Grow.
1: How Small Brands Grow. <laughs> good. <laughs> Absolutely good. Anyway, <laughs> their, their basic premise is in order for you to compete as a brand, yep. you need to have... Uh, salience. You need to be. People need to be aware of who you are, because people are not. This is the great insight. People are not loyal to brands. Yeah, they buy the brands they are most aware of, which, over the course of time, tends to look like loyalty. But if you if you took Coca Cola out of off the shelves of supermarkets around the world. Within twenty-four hours, everyone will have found a new favorite cola to drink. Like, it's not, um, it's it's a uh, this this whole sense of salience and and a mental and physical availability. I love that phrase, mental and physical availability. Yeah, the degree to
0: which your brand's thought of when a customer is ready to buy. That's really what we're talking about
1: here, right? Yeah, and that is the sole role of advertising. Yeah. Advertising is to make people aware of your product. Yeah, it's a persuade consideration,
0: right? We want you to choose us over them.
1: Yep, yep. And so there's a whole lot of stuff that goes into, you know, how you make advertising and 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 what needs to go into it and, yep. you know, identifying, identifying the ideal target market and understanding what drives their purchase and, you know, then you drill down and you need to get the right strategy and you need to bring it to life in the right way. But... Above all that, above all that, yep, Byron Sharp on the little tippy top of buddy sharp mountain, whatever it is.
0: Yep, right on the top of the ninja star. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I very like
0: sharp that. that boy. Very, very sharp. We like him a lot. And yeah, let, let's
1: talk about him right up top. Yeah, yep. He's um had they he, he him and the gang at the Aaron Bass Institute have said, if people are not aware of you, your brand. Will die. Yep. Your brand will die, and so there's a um uh, uh, Mark Ritson goes into a thing about excess share of voice. And if you want to actually grow your brand, yep. you've got to take what the average market spend of your competitors is, and you've got to outspend them by ten yep. percent if you want your brand to grow. And if you don't do that, <laughs> yeah, you don't spend money on advertising, your brand will die. If you don't. Outspend your competition, your brand will fall behind them.
0: Well, it has to. That's the law of of the way it works, of attrition.
1: Ultimately, I guess, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's a. I think it's a magnificent. There's a graph. We'll put it up. It's a. It's a just a. It's just a like when you say big brands can can ride out one or two years, it's because they've invested years yeah. and years and years. Into awareness, so people still know them, so people still buy them. Yep, but like, where's the uh, where's the bubble bill now? Like, yep. I mean, maybe, maybe I've passed, passed that phrase, but I don't remember seeing a bubble o' bill in the supermarket shelves recently. Well, they're still around, JD, but they're definitely not what they were when we were kids. I
0: mean, the bubble o' bill was the answer, and that TV commercial that went with it, yeah, you know, where his nose went <laughs> you know, that was. That's gone, and, and because it's gone, that particular brand's gone.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I mean, as I said, it's still around. So for the bubble-o'-bill lovers who are going to say, you know, it is still around, it's not what it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, In, indeed, indeed, indeed. It's no Streets Paddle Pup, you know. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> like the big Streets Paddle Pup lion, We have to see him everywhere. Yeah yeah but they like they do you look at the you look at the brand and the and the key thing here is to understand that because it's all about awareness advertisers can afford to spend money on brand awareness ads, not like brand ads with a bit of, oh, by the way, $4.55 at your supermarket, get them here, 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 and here, and it comes in green and it does this. No, just get your brand name out there with a relevant promise to the customer and the relevant promise can be like, here you go, here you go, here you go, go. (laughs) Volkswagen, here you go. The clearest thing I do. Volkswagen just run big posters, or they used to, and it was like if only everything in the world was as reliable as a Volkswagen, and they would do things like, you know, they had the poster fallen over or they would have, you know, like yep. cars broken down underneath the poster or whatever. But it just, that was it. Like all it said was Volkswagen's are reliable yep. in a really interesting way. Yep. And then they would leave it to the uh, the, the dealers to do the, oh, by the way, 29 thousand five hundred and fifty dollars drive away whatever what do you know whatever that was yeah the tactical but, execution but get your name out there with a relevant promise keep it up keep it up keep it up and your brand will maintain and because everyone else is underspending at this time your brand will go like that yeah well i think the great thing about this article
0: and i guess this report it really talks to the sense of profit right so people in this covid landscape decided that they were going to chase profit so they obviously decided the quickest way to do that was to reduce spend because they weren't sure what was going to happen from the market they weren't sure what sales were going to continue to do so what's the thing they can control they could control spend so that straight away came to marketing and advertising so they reduced their profits and what they showed and i've mentioned this earlier but what it showed is the larger brands they were able to continue to grow yeah up to about a year or two years but from there the decline started but the thing that i guess is really important and some of the clients that that we potentially talk to and that we're talking about the smaller ones The second they stopped the advertising, they started to see the attrition of sales. So they definitely started to see that slowdown of sales. But the really important point here is that once you've been out of the game for about a year, it takes so much longer to get back to where you were because you've lost that share of voice or share of mindset that Ritson talks about as well, where you now find yourself in a situation where you're behind where you were previously and it takes longer than it did that you had your hiatus to get back to where you were. So I guess that's really the essence of what this report was trying to say. It's the time with which you can be out of the game and then the time with which it takes you to get back to where you you were previously or beyond. And, And I guess what the spend is relative to getting back to where you were. So the money you've invested, if you're a big brand, will last potentially for one or two years where you may even see continued growth. But that's a short-term proposition for a bigger brand because those two years of growth, as you start to come back down, may erode profit so much more significantly beyond that. And then when you think about it from a small brand, yes, you'll increase profit in the first year potentially, or you might not because sales will erode instantly. So you're actually going to go backwards by not spending in a really short period of time. I guess that's the essence of what the report has showed.
1: Yeah, it's fright. It's a frightening, frighteningly fast effect. Yeah, the for decline small, for small brands. Yeah, for for, for 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 brands that are struggling to to get known and get a voice. That's like you've you've got to stay you've got to stay visible. You've got to stay front of mind with people. Yeah, and it, it doesn't you you don't have to like. You don't have to do anything super clever. You really don't. You just you just need to say what's the biggest promise we can make to the market. Let's just tell them that and make it really clear who that promise is from. Yeah. Like.
0: And it takes know, courage to continue in the face of adversity. I know that are, and absolutely. It really, you really does, anyone. Easy. You, you, buddy, you deserve a medal, sir. Well, you do. Don't know about that, but I did enjoy the Olympics a lot. There's a lot of medals there that I really enjoyed them getting. But I definitely think you've got to be courageous. You actually have to stay the course and say, you know what, we're not sure what's ahead, but we are going to continue to invest because we know the
1: longer-term effect is so much better if we continue than yeah. it is if we don't. Oh no, no, absolutely. And I think it—you just need to, you need to stay the course, and and if you, it works it can work better now because more and more and more businesses are going into online uh, distribution and like so the whole distribution component of the marketing mix is is even more available to people because online sales is so easy now, yeah.
0: Well, tell us about the story with Pepsi, JD. Where you were talking about what they did, Pepsi investing Pepsi. so much of their money in a specific medium and left oh. themselves away from you know
1: the mainstream stuff and what happened. So they um they decided uh, a new marketing manager came on board Pepsi, I don't know, ten years ago I think, um and said it's all about digital, it's all about social, it's all about the kids. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go purely social. So they took all of their advertising budget, all of it. All of it. All of it. And stuck it into social and digital Uh, and like the whole they disregarded television and posters and radio and all the traditional stuff not used. Not used. For a period of time. Do we know how long? How long was it? For a year. I believe. I believe it was a year. It may have been shorter, but I believe it was a year. And people kept buying Pepsi for, you know, six months like the big brand effect you were talking about yep. okay. yeah. but the, it happened because Pepsi Pepsi went after or this marketing department went after youth, And went after like it's got to be young and it's the taste of the new generation they're young and it's funky and it's they're all on digital and social and they forgot that mums and dads go to the supermarket and buy pepsi in two liter bottles by the dozen like they there's these people were ignored these people were absolutely ignored and so the whole, the Pepsi, the, the sales went down, the margin went down, the profit went down, and as a result, the marketing director's career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All get in, never to be heard of again. Okay,
0: wow. Well, that's a uh, a very interesting scenario. And Stay visible. Stay visible. Stay simple. visible. So our words right now to all of you out there listening is stay visible and, J.D., don't go changing. I won. Another care. edition of the Bones of Advertising. Thanks for your input today, JD. Very grateful and uh, you, we'll see you again next week.
1: You will. Cheers.